Hello, and welcome to Building High Performance Cultures, a weekly series where we talk with executives from top organizations about how they've built high performance cultures and how they're leveraging their cultures as competitive advantage. I'm Marty Parker, the president and CEO of Waterstone Human Capital, and my guest today is the CEO of Egg Farmers of Canada, Tim Lambert. Tim, welcome to Building High Performance Cultures. Thanks very much, Marty. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have another University of Guelph Griffin graduate on the on the show. Nothing like that. So Tim joined Egg Farmers in, uh, of Canada in June of 2003, right around the time we started our company, and has supported okay. the Canadian egg industry through a period of unprecedented growth during his time as Chief Executive Officer of the organization. Tim served as the chair of the International Egg Commission from 2017 to 2019, and he currently holds the, the role of president of the World Egg Organization, a global network representing the world's top egg industry decision makers in over 80 countries. He's also a founding trustee and a chair of the International Egg Foundation, an independent charitable foundation with the purpose of increasing egg production and consumption in developing countries. That must be fascinating. Tim is passionate about sustainable food systems, building public trust, and helping more people in Canada and around the world access the incredible nutrition and protein found in eggs. He was awarded the University of Guelph's Alumni of Honor Award, there's Guelph again, in 2018, and he was named one of the top 50 most influential people in the Canadian agriculture in 2021. Fantastic. And of course, during his time with Egg Farmers of Canada, he has led the team to three Canada's Most Admired Corporate Cultures Awards, most recently in 2020. That alone is a big accomplishment. So for people, uh, Tim, who aren't familiar with Egg Farmers of Canada, tell us a little bit about the organization and the culture you've built there. Sure. Thanks, Marty. Thanks for the introduction. Yeah, it's a very unique business model, and I don't think a lot of Canadians would would be totally aware of it, but uh, we represent all 1,200 family farms that produce eggs right across Canada, from farms in Newfoundland to Vancouver Island. We even have an egg farm in the Northwest Territories uh, called Polar Egg. But anyway, we represent all of, all of those farms uh, and a huge sweeping variety of services that we offer to them, everything from uh, on-farm food safety programs to on-farm animal welfare programs. We have a team of uh, field inspectors that make sure that every farm in the country is adhering to the same level and same standard. Of course, we do marketing, so most people would recognize the Get Cracking. That's, that's, our, that's our tagline and, and logo. Uh, advocacy for the farmers in terms of regulation, uh, government relations, um, international trade. Um, we buy and sell all processed eggs that get used in any product right across the country. So it's a, it's a, a national business organization that, uh, that is really, really deep and broad in, in scope uh, and, and what we do for, for farmers. Yeah, is it, ever, is it ever big? And it's been consistent in its approach. I know it's changed a lot, but you know, you yeah. stood for something for a long time and it's often when you do that, it works. Tim, how and, and perhaps why has the culture evolved during your time with the organization? Well, when I started, the organization was really focused on kind of managing 
the egg supply in the country. It wasn't really focused on on growth and development. So it was uh, organizationally very, also very siloed. I know when I started, it just everybody did their own job. Uh, good people. Uh, that wasn't a reflection of the people. Uh, but it wasn't it wasn't progressive. It wasn't growth oriented. It wasn't forward looking and proactive. It tended. I remember. <laughs> I remember when I first started. I asked uh, to see the business plan, uh, and I was, if you can believe this, I was told, "Well, there isn't one." And I said, "Well, that's interesting. How the heck am I supposed to know what I and the team are supposed to be doing?" Well, and they said, "Oh, don't worry." you'll be extremely busy. There's a lot of issues that come up. And I'm thinking immediately, wow, we need to figure out what we're about. We need to figure out what we're trying to achieve. We need to figure out what we stand for. And we need to uh, figure out how we create a high performing team, which is what this is all about, to help us meet those challenges. And so, you know, starting from that pretty humble beginning was uh, was then to create a transformation of how the organization functioned, how it looked at itself. Um, and that's been, yes, almost two decade long labor of love, I guess. Well, talk a little bit about that journey, that transformation, and really what high performance looks like at Egg Farmers of Canada. Well, we were joking about, uh, about the Griffins. Um, you know, to me, uh, you know, I would say I learned as much about uh, managing teams uh, through sport as I did through education and through business experience. And it's it's simple in its own way. It's it's everybody has to be the best they can be, but everybody has a different role and every role is equally valuable. And when you start with the philosophy of team and the philosophy that we're all in this together, and that uh, for us to have individual success, we have to then have a team that can execute. So what does that look like? Well, you have to know what you're trying to achieve. So clarity of purpose, I think is a critical piece. Um, you have to know what your values are, what you stand for. And that was for us in some ways maybe easier because if you just start right at the whole concept of food production and agriculture in rural communities, there's a huge premium placed on working together and a huge premium placed on community. So that starts right at our board of directors. And so you start to frame out what are the processes we need? What are the types of people we need? What are the skill sets we need? What are the attitudes we need? Um, you know, you can have people with all the technical skills in the world but if they're not prepared to work as a team or not prepared to communicate, if they're not prepared to share, um, you know, you, you can't, you can't win. So just like a, just like a hockey team, um, you need everybody committed to the purpose. And so it starts right literally with our hiring. Um, once every candidate that we ever hire into egg farmers of Canada, once the manage the hiring manager, and HR team has completed their work on the technical skills. I want to interview them for fit into our culture, attitude, teamwork, communication, uh, approach to collaboration. These are all things that are extremely important. And a bit of a shout out to Waterstone Group and the work you do because 
you know, it's always nice to be successful in these things, but really we started out on that journey quite a few years ago to learn from others, to learn best practices, to learn, you know, how to build a high performing team and how to inculcate a successful culture that allows you to execute, execute properly year over year. So that's, that's been taken a lot of years, but it's exciting to see the, just the change. And it's, you know, it's led to business growth. Our industry is probably 65% or so larger than it was 15 years ago, which in a commodity, a stable commodity like eggs is actually pretty, pretty exceptional. Well, very exceptional. And, you know, you started out on a transformation, you start with values, you talked about recruiting uh, and, and really a focus on all of these things and learning from others. And thank you for the kind words. All we've done is really created a voice and a forum to recognize organizations like your own that have done it. But we certainly learned a lot along the way. And now we teach it, you know, just like any, any athlete who's been in any program. And some, some of you, some want to just take it and move on and others say, hey, this is really special sauce that I feel that, that you know, I can, I can impart and share with others. Uh, and we've learned as much as, as we could ever teach. But a big part of this for Egg Farmers of Canada, Tim, and you re referenced it, was your values and your core values of integrity, innovation, credibility, and compassion. Uh, now, credibility, interestingly, isn't a value that we see listed, highlighted very often. Why is it so important to your organization? So it starts right with what we produce. So we produce eggs for Canadian consumers. Um, and we, you know, we supply probably 93% of the eggs that Canadians consume every day in whatever form from, from, you know, eggs in the carton to things people may not think about like mayonnaise or, or pasta making. And our commitment is that has to be the absolute highest quality, safest product. Uh, we have to lead in things like, uh, animal welfare, we have to embrace societal expectations around things like climate change. How do we produce eggs sustainably? So, you know, you, then you take those same values of being responsible, of being credible. Like we place a massive premium on, on building trust with Canadian consumers. And so, if building trust is important and if doing the right things the right way are important, then it's equally true to apply that thinking to your internal corporate philosophy. So how do you build that same level of credibility and trust with your employees? Uh, and you know, you gotta, as they say, walk, walk the talk. Um, and how can you profess to have those values externally uh, without living them internally? And you know, there are businesses that do that, but we're not, that's not what we're about. Right. Well, credibility, you talked about trust, but also what builds trust is strong, transparent communication. And that with credibility go, go hand in hand. Talk about the role uh, of, about the role that communications and particularly leadership communications play at Egg Farmers of Canada. Yeah, that's a huge, huge component, both external, which we've been talking about with Canadian consumers. We do a lot uh, around social media. Um, myself and a number of us are quite active talking about what we do. Uh, but internally, we have a couple of groups. We have a, a group of young managers 
that we've put together and you know we want them to help us uh, understand uh, what's driving engagement uh, with their staff uh, right through the organization. Uh, our engagement scores, I think, for this were around 90%, which is extremely, extremely high. Um, and, and we have a group uh, called the Employee Engagement Groups, who actually have a, a, a group of staff that cuts across business units, whose role it is to identify areas for improvement, suggestions for improvement, how we can improve collaboration, information sharing, data sharing. Uh, so we're, we're very deliberate about the process. But, you know, I'll give you a specific example because you know, often in, in situations where we're talking about things, you, you talk at a high level in generalities. One of the things that uh, young people in our organization really aspire to is, is understand the connection between their job and, and the company's goals. And so we have a really rigorous performance management system where every year the board goes through the strategic planning process. We take that, break it down at the senior level, and then our uh, next level of managers build out their work plans for their business unit. And then every employee has a work plan based on that. And one of the things we discovered through that pretty rigorous process is they liked the opportunity to engage with the people they serve, i.e. the board of directors. So a lot of organizations, the people who present to the board are the C-suite executives. Well, in our organization, we'll have, if an analyst is doing work on a project, uh, we'll have them give the presentation of their analysis to the board. Um, if somebody comes up with a good idea and it's something we pick up, I won't be up at the front of the board table saying, oh, I have a, I have a good idea. I'll say, you know, Neil had a good suggestion or, or Stephanie had a great idea. Um, and, and then people see that when you talk about doing something, when you talk about values and you talk about listening to people, they can see that you're actually doing it. Very good. Um, in addition, Tim, to being a three-time Canada's Most Admired Corporate Cultures Award winner, Egg Farmers has also been named as one of Canada's top employers for young people two years in yeah. a row. So why is it important for you to help develop the next generation of leaders? And what are some of the ways that you benefited as an organization by, by doing just that? Yeah, well, of course, it goes without saying that the, the, the people you bring in um, are going to be the leaders of the future. And so we think that it's not only good business, it's imperative to invest in them. And so we have pretty extensive uh, training budget and programs. Uh, for example, we have a partnership with uh, York University on leadership development. Uh, that any of our young managers, as soon as they move up from you know, the ranks of, of whatever technical skill they had, will we'll go on this uh, training course through York. Um, we have that group of managers get together and they are a bit of a peer group and we'll bring in speakers um, and talk to them about their concerns and challenges. A lot of them, you know, are kind of going up, up the ranks. We're a pretty flat organization, but as they get promoted, um, you know, to learn those new skills that they didn't have before. Um, and so you see them taking ownership of the culture, right? So this is where I think the real 
magic is or the secret sauce that, you know, yes, we, we drive it from the board of directors. Uh, I'm passionate about culture because let's face it, every company has a culture. It's whether it's the culture that's driving your business and driving success. And, and so as you invest in young people and as they learn you know, the right way to do things and the right way to go about being a professional and the right way to treat your teammates and the right way to collaborate, they become, they become in turn, uh, teachers of that to their staff. And as new people come in, so you, you, this, this idea of a high performing team and expectations of culture becomes such a source of pride for everybody that they, they actually build the momentum. It's like, it's like, Maybe at the CEO level, you start that ball rolling downhill, but the momentum and the speed and the size is a function of everybody else. It's not the CEO. Uh, and that's been the magic. And we do the same thing. You know, we have a young egg farmers program too. So we identify leaders across the country who are farmers and help them learn how the industry works. Uh, uh, you know, teach them about uh, international trade and, Canada's trade agreements and how they work and how our system works. Uh, and in turn, they come on the boards as, as leaders as well. You know, not only if you focus on development and learning of young people, uh, for sure, uh, but you, know, you have a real focus on development and continuous learning, and, and in particular, a leadership development program. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so we, we partner with York. There's lots of really credible institutions out there, but um, and we partnered with York University and we do a series of, of modules on different aspects of, of people management, and leadership, the difference between management and leadership, the, the evolution of, of, of a role. I mean, many people start in an organization at a more technical level. You know, they have a particular expertise, be it marketing, be it finance, be it economics. And then they find themselves managing people. Well, right off the hop, the skills that got you the job are not the skills you need to do the next job. And our, our partnership with York has been, I think, really instructive uh, and helpful for them, people to start to learn the difference, that, that trajectory from being good at what you do to supervising others, to managing others, to leading others. So it's a it's a bit of a continuum that, that evolves. And the great thing that we found with that partnership is we take the feedback from the participants and use that to shape things for the, for the next group that comes through. What, you know, what are the specific challenges that they're seeing in our business environment that might you know, be a little bit unique to us and how can we help them get the best out of it? So, yeah, so we offer training on hard skills, of course, uh, but I think it's the mentorship and the coaching and the support that that really pays off. Makes a difference. Now, yeah. the other big, another big focus for egg farmers is sustainability. Um, huh. and in fact, it's it's part of your shared vision uh, and purpose uh, for you and your team members, um, and and that really you have for the future, your vision of the future of the organization and the sector. How is the corporate culture at Egg Farmers of Canada setting you up for success when it comes to that vision of the future? Eggs are already the most sustainable form 
of animal uh, protein in terms of low environmental impact uh, from the World Resource Institute, so not our data, uh, from global data. Uh, eggs is very similar to rice and soybeans in terms of its environmental footprint. And so we already have this amazing product, protein, micronutrients, and we happen to be a very eco-friendly food. Uh, and we see those as twin drivers of growth into the future. How can we take that natural advantage and, and be even better uh, in terms of reducing uh, our resources used to produce a dozen eggs? So uh, research and innovation is a big part of that. Uh, we have a network of research chairs across the country. We have a chair in economics at Laval. We have a chair in animal welfare at Guelph. Uh, we have a chair in public policy at Waterloo University, and we have a chair in environmental sustainability, Dr. Nathan Pelche at University of British Columbia, our Kelowna campus. And he's helping us develop, uh, give you a very specific example and try to be succinct about it. But, uh, you know, we have farmers collecting in their farms because they're very automated, a very sophisticated temperature, humidity, water use, feed use, uh, every metric you could imagine. So he's helping us develop a tool that will allow farmers to aggregate all of this data across the country. Um, and, and from there, it'll be anonymous for everybody, but that farmer can see where they sit with different metrics in terms of sustainable food systems. So a simple example would be energy use. You know, if a farmer is in the lower quartile for energy use, well, why, what are other people doing differently that I'm not doing around LED lighting or alternative forms of energy, uh, what are best practices? So we wanna kind of equip them with the tool to self-assess and then the information access to help them cool. continuously improve. So the twin drivers of the quality of protein and the quality of, of the humble egg and sustainability. So we've set the goal to be the world's largest per capita producer and consumer of eggs. So right now, the largest consumer of eggs per capita is Japan at about 350 eggs per person per year. And Mexico is very similar. And Canada is at about 257. So coincidentally, in some ways, uh, an egg a day, 365 eggs in a year would put us at, in the lead in the world. And that's our 10-year goal, 10-year vision. With these, with these twin drivers of quality and sustainability. Now, I know that giving back is a core part of the culture mm -hmm. of Farmers of Canada. So talk a little bit about how you do that. Yeah, we're involved in, in quite a few things. And, I, and again, it speaks to the, to the product. We really believe in, in the value of eggs as a nutritional source. So we got very involved in uh, school breakfast programs. Hard to believe, but in a successful wealthy country like Canada, one in five children uh, go to school every day without proper breakfast. And how do you learn if, if, you're, if you're showing up hungry? Um, we've also gotten very much involved over many years in food banks, supporting food banks. Similarly, it's sad, but in a country like Canada, there's still a need for that. So even through COVID, uh, a lot of people struggled um, we've donated probably over 3 million eggs just so far this past year through COVID, but it's been an ongoing thing. 
Um, we're very involved internationally as well. Uh, we've sponsored a charity based out of Toronto um, called Canadian Food for Children. And so every day a container load uh, goes out uh, to one of about 39 countries uh, around the world. So Dr. Andrew Simone uh, heads this up uh, and we donate 16 metric tons of dried egg powder to that program each year. Uh, you mentioned in the introduction that I'm chair of the International Egg Foundation. So uh, we're a founding member of that. We're supporting projects to help small scale farmers become uh, able to succeed commercially. So we're sponsoring projects in Mozambique, uh, Uganda, and uh, we're involved in developing a project for, for uh, uh, two of the poorest states in India, uh, Uttar Pradesh and Bihar, um, for an egg project. And uh, we built an egg farm in uh, East Swatini, which was formerly called Swaziland, Africa. So we feed as a one of the hardest hit countries for HIV AIDS. So there's uh, out of a million people, there's uh, about 300,000 orphan children. So we, uh, there's 300, close to 300 kids or 280 kids that live on the orphanage site. Uh, and then we support a network of 30 churches and schools across the country. So we feed about 4,300 hard cooked eggs every day through that through that network and so we've uh, we've provided over five million eggs in the time we've been involved in that project so that's something we're all all very proud of all very yeah. proud of. yeah as you should be tim as you look back over the last <clears throat> let's call it almost 13 months um you know what is these past months in this unique time of a global pandemic What's it taught you about your culture at Egg Farmers of Canada? It's reinforced the significance of having a culture where everybody is engaged and bought in. People know what we're trying to achieve. They know what their role is in achieving it. They get have been recognized and get credit for their work. Because, boy, one of the things that we've all experienced doing everything via Zoom is you. it's tough sledding to really develop new relationships or develop collaboration if you don't already have it. I think that companies that have thrived through this uh, are doing so on the strength of or on the back of having a strong internal culture. Um, I think companies that may have struggled is if you don't have that, I think, you know, people can drift. They can drift in terms of purpose. They can drift in terms of productivity. Uh, but we've maintained a really high level of productivity, a really high level of uh, result. I mean, just to give you one quick example, we've seen consumption of eggs at retail because people are eating at home more up by about 10%. And then we saw a corresponding drop in food service and process demand drop by close to 28%. And so eggs that wouldn't normally go to retail like medium eggs. Well, what do you do with them when you don't have a home at, at process products? So the, the amount of collaboration and communication it took to kind of steer the ship yeah. um, was huge, but we had it. We had it because we have this, this internal team uh, that everybody just carried on. I, I, I can't say enough. Our, our team has been phenomenal throughout this. Um, but it reinforced the need to have it. No, no question. 
So just a couple more questions for you, Tim. Sure. The first would be kind of looking out ahead. And that is, if you look at three or four or five years, what do you see as critical to aligning your people to your culture and to sustaining the high performance culture that you have at Egg Farmers in Canada? Yeah, and to that, I, you know, you go back to what I was talking about, and they take a lot of pride in who we are. Um, they take a lot of pride in our product, the egg, and, and they see the investment we're making to be a leader in things like climate change and sustainable food systems, and that gives so much purpose to their work. And so you bolt that onto this vision this pursuit of being the world's largest per capita producer and consumer of eggs. And, and you just see people getting excited about the possibilities. So in terms of culture, you know, that's continuous improvement. I think we have a strong culture. It's, it's now, um, uh, you know, how do we improve our tools that allow us to collaborate? How do we improve our tools that allow us to communicate effectively uh, I think, you know, we've built a successful machine, if you will, uh, and now it's continuing to learn. Again, back to, to the work that you do, um, you know, learn what best practices are emerging, how people are looking at similar challenges, and then apply that to, to just be a little bit better every, every day. Mm, a little bit better every day will make you a lot better real, real fast. Tim, you know, you love to coach and, you know, sports and athletics and, uh, and, and uh, developing people, period, has been a big part of your professional but also personal life. But, so what's the one piece of advice that you'd give to a young person or a young leader who's just starting out on their high performance culture or leadership journey? I think that, you know, for young people, you start out wanting to be the best you can be. And that's why, you know, people, some people tend to aspire to, to those leadership roles. Um, and so they become really good at what they do. And then they get promoted to some other management or leadership role. But the skills that help them be uh, the best they could be at their particular job are not the skills they will need to succeed at the next job. And a lot of people fall into the trap of thinking, you know, if I was a great analyst, then I have to be a super analyst if I'm gonna manage other analysts. And, and that's not the case. You know, you have to almost constantly reinvent yourself as your career advances. And the trajectory on that, you think about as, as people have more and more senior levels of responsibility, the complexity and scope of what they have to manage, whether it's finance, whether it's marketing, whether it's communications, whether it's trade, um, exceeds, it doesn't matter how talented somebody is. So the more you move forward in your career, the more you need to rely on your teammates. The more you go from being a super doer to being a coach and being a mentor. It's a, it's a natural trajectory, but to succeed at it, you have to embrace the truth of that, that the only way you can succeed uh, is by helping others succeed around you and support them in their pursuit of individual excellence. And never forget, they wanted what you want. 
they want the same, they have the same dreams and goals and ambitions that you had. So that would be my, that would be my advice. I've done a lot of these interviews over the course of uh, over a year now, Tim, and that, that is some of the simplest and best guidance I've ever heard. Uh, and maybe because it is simple, uh, but it's not simple to do, to go from, as you call it, a super doer to an enabler teacher of others. It's tough. And uh, it is. Uh, it's not, it's, I know it's uh, into, well into my fifties now, and it's still a work in progress. I can assure you. Uh, I know and, the and feeling. <laughs> you bet. You bet. But uh, listen, there's been so much great stuff we've heard uh, from you today, but you know, what's interesting is how this started as a transformation, but it's never really ended. Uh, you've talked really clearly about you know, this clarity of purpose that egg farmers have had and these values with, that have been embedded of credibility and strong, transparent communication of uh, credibility, compassion, innovation, and integrity. Uh, and, you know, and yet you've looked so much further beyond the obvious into developing the industry, people within the industry, and the world in terms of some of the sustainability and uh, and really corporate social responsibility that you've taken on. And, you know, I don't think we give ourselves enough credit. And this is a tough time for Canadians as we look not uh, that far away and maybe see us losing the race in some ways. Uh, but this is a wonderful reminder that just because we are humble and we don't that we can be proud and sometimes uh, reaching beyond our own goals, aspirations outside of the borders is maybe sometimes even more important in a global society uh, than anything else. And I think you've been a great living representative of that. Three-time winner of this program for anyone is exceptional, but this gives us some insights as to why. As to why. And uh, I know we can't have everyone on this, but I know that it's not just you, but your entire team at Egg Farmers of Canada that have had a lot to do with this. So thank you to Tim Lambert and Egg Farmers of Canada for sharing your time or your time with us today. Cheers. My pleasure. I really enjoyed it, Marty. It's great to talk to you. Tim, it's a real pleasure. And join us next week for another episode of Building High Performance Cultures. And in the meantime, if you want to learn more about the subject, please go to waterstonehc.com.